Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Baseball Today. It is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. I am Chris Rose. That is not Trevor Plouffe. He is hanging out with his bride on Olivia Plouffe's birthday. So Jerry Blevins, good enough to sit in. What's up, left-hander? Thank you. Yeah, it's great to fill in. I am not Trevor Plouffe. Uh, happy birthday to the missus for, for Mrs. Plouffe. Um, and good for him to take a day off. So that is, I'm happy, happy to be here with you, though, Chris. Yeah, well, we were almost like almost roommates during our time at the John Boy Media Compound. I had to catch an early flight today, but we are back in Los Angeles. And how's the household um, holding on without Ploof and Rose? I'm sure everybody's just fine. A, a vacuous hole without you, especially you and the, the main household. Uh, I, I sh we shared a bathroom, and so yep. it was kind of sad seeing seeing it empty. Um, but we're all on the way out. We're, I'm leaving tomorrow. Some people are heading out today. Uh, we had a great time here. It was it was really fun. Yeah, good time. Uh, speaking of on their way, I would like to apologize personally to the Cincinnati Reds fandom. Um, I was out at Reds camp on Monday, saw Jesse Winker, hung out with him, and 15 minutes later, he was out the door in a trade to Seattle. Last night, Amir Garrett hung out with us, talked with us for an hour, took a cool picture with the two of us. And this morning we wake up and he's been traded to the Kansas City Royals. And of course, this is after Matt Olson and Matt Chapman did a, uh, a flyby on Sunday and played a little golf and hung out with the crew at the John Boy Media House. And then they've all been traded. Yeah, we uh, Joe's McFly. Uh, we've been calling him Trader Joe's. So that's ah, kind of catching on. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That is excellent. Does that mean uh, that he's uh, severely overpriced and you're uh, <laughs> squeezed in between the aisles and you have to yet do this? shockingly delicious and worth <laughs> it in some aspects? I, I think so. Um, my family, my brother especially, is a lifelong Reds fan, mm -hmm. and even before the Amir Garrett trade, he was he texted me like, "I'm officially given up. I can no longer root for a team that's run like this." Mm -hmm. He goes, "It's heartbreaking time and time again." So that was a big deal for me. I understand, man. I, I get it. I It's a sad thing, but I wish, especially, you know, AG, all the guys, good luck. It's hard to do um, to pack your whole life up and move and, and try to do the same thing, establish yep. new relationships. But they're professionals. They're going to a team that wants them, that wants to compete. Um, so they'll do their job, and I, I wish them nothing but the best. All right, so let's start with the big uh, trade, at least on this Wednesday, and that is Matt Chapman heading north of the border from Oakland in a four-for-one trade. Uh, the biggest minor leaguer that's going back to the West Coast is Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, he is supposedly very good, and this is what the A's are doing between the Olsen and Chapman trades, and I'm sure they'll, you know, they got rid of Bassett already, and we'll see if Manaya is out the door soon as well. Uh, but let's just focus on the Toronto part of this deal. Are the Blue Jays now the team to beat in the American League East? Uh, they're definitely pushing it. Matt Chapman is, I mean, for me, a top 10 most exciting player to watch. He is unbelievable. I love, we're in a golden era of third baseman, and to me, he's at the top. I love watching him. He's coming off that hip injury. Well, hold on. You're saying he's the best third baseman in baseball right now? <laughs> for me, I think, he, I think he is. I think defensively, it's almost inarguable uh, on a consistent basis how much he how much he's worth over there and I think coming off hip surgery being a full year out I think he's 18 months out uh, his offense is going to swing back I think people forget how good he was at the plate mm -hmm. and his defense like I'm excited for him to get to the east coast so people can see him more often because he truly is uh, a special player over there so I, I think he is the best 
third baseman, there's argument for Jose Ramirez, and I'll hear it, and I might switch back and forth, but I love watching the grittiness that Matt Chapman has, and I'm biased because I've seen it firsthand and having uh, been in camp with him and see how he goes about his business, but it's a golden era, and he's at the top for me. Uh, it's a platinum era for him in terms of <laughs> platinum Good. gloves. That's so we true. know that defensively, the Toronto Blue Jays just got significantly better. To me, the only two question marks they really had in their lineup were second and third. And so now Biggio probably will hold down second base until they make a trade for Jose Ramirez, which case they'll put him over there <laughs> as they just keep gobbling up goo gobs of talent. But you look at that lineup and it's like, where is the weakness? You know this as a pitcher, right? Yep. If you can get to a certain part of the lineup, you can breathe a little bit easier. You look up and down this lineup, you can't take a breath against There's it. There's no spot for a breath. You you asked me if they're they're now the cream of the crop in the AL. Their lineup says they're competitive, but they're they're pitching. It's the for me the bullpen especially doesn't even touch what the White Sox have been able to do. They have mm-hmm. some talent down there, Fair. but the White Sox are just top to bottom in the bullpen, and ultimately it comes down to some of those arms in those you know close races, especially in the playoffs. And I just think what the White Sox have is too special uh, on the back end of that. Of that. So, let, But let's remember, so the Blue Jays had a phenomenal year a year ago. I think they won 91 games. They started their season playing regular season games in Dunedin. Then they moved to Buffalo. Then they moved to Toronto. So essentially the entire franchise got traded twice. Wild. And they still made it all the way until the last day of the season before they bowed out. We know that's an uber competitive division. With all that being said, I think they have the most talent going in. I think it puts the pressure on the Red Sox and the Yankees. And the Rays are just going to continue to ray their way through this thing. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a fantastic division. I'm super excited for it. I think Me it's too. a great trade uh, for both sides. Because if the A's are really trying to you know, unlock everything and just dump and go, when you get four prospects per deal between Olsen and Chapman, it's a good start. We'll see where it all ends up years from now. But at least it's the right idea for them. Yeah. Um, Let's move to the north side of Chicago, where Seiya Suzuki has inked a five-year deal. Um, and so when I saw this, that he ended up signing with the Cubs, I was like, with the Cubs? Are you as surprised as I am? I am. I didn't even see them as as players. I know. I don't know what they're trying to do. It looks like they were looking at a rebuild, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they see what the the Reds and the Pirates do. And they're like, hey, there's a window here where we could be really competitive and still kind of flexible. Um, I'm surprised at the the uh, five years for 70 for Seiya Suzuki. Uh, my partner, I think Jolly- it ended up. By the way, I want to stop there. I think yeah. it ended up being more than that. Uh, oh, the okay. original, yeah, I think the original reports were 70. I think it's more than that now. Okay, uh, yeah. So uh, the the amount the the amount of years five and then 70 plus mil, whatever the case may be, I am surprised at how much he got. Uh, it's like close to a hundred million or a hundred million plus for the organization to bring him in. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I know that he's a talent. Um, my partner at Shea Station, Jolly Olive, broke down uh, has a great video on YouTube right. about him. It got me super excited because the Mets originally were in play. Um, I thought he would go to San Diego to be honest because they have they need that one more outfielder at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I am surprised that the the he ended up on the north side though. He ended up getting five for 85 was the final report. Wow. Um, that's, that's great. Good I thought him. there were a bunch of other teams in play. Uh, I thought that Seattle until the Winker deal was in play. I, I liked San Diego. 
as a possibility. I thought Boston would have been a really good fit for him as well. Um, to me, this hits a little bit. And you were in Oakland in 2012 when they signed Cespedes. Like, I remember that. They, I was like, what the hell is he? Go- Why is he going to Oakland? A guy from Cuba is going all the way to like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why? You guys ended up having this amazing year and this amazing run. And you know Cespi really well from a couple of stints on a couple of different teams and what a difference he makes. So, listen, I, I did think that Chicago was kind of caught in the middle for a while. But you look at the top three of their rotation, they've got Hendricks, Stroman, and Wade Miley. In this division, where the Reds are having a fire sale, where the Pirates are perennially rebuilding, where the Brewers' weakness was their offense, and where St. Louis is good, but they're not like a dominant team, there can be a lot of wins to be had there. Absolutely. I think, like you said, Cespedes was an absolute spark plug. He turned into a sensation, a superstar. I I don't know what Suzuki is going to be able to do in the U.S. I really like him as a player. Um, It does give them some flexibility, and, and... their lineup, like their their team, is coming together. They're like you said, there there's so many wins to be had there. They'll be able to make some decisions later in the season uh, towards the deadline. They could do some things. They can dump some payroll. They'll have some options there. So they're they're keeping their options open. If I'm a Cubs fan, I'm excited by the signing. I think he's going to bring a level of superstardom that only a Japanese player coming over with this much hype can do. Um, he's a really exciting position player that comes from Japan, which that doesn't happen very often. Right. Um, and so I, I'm super pumped to see what he can do from a position player standpoint. And I like it that somebody besides the the major players, this was a, a surprise. The Cubs are, you know, one of the premier franchises in baseball, but I was surprised to see them do this. So that's that's a that's a nice little outcome. So, yeah, they're kind of a forgotten team because, right, they got rid of the, the core like, if I had told you that two years ago that none of Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber would be there anymore, you'd be like, well, that that can't possibly it was, be it. That would be unfathomable because, right. you know, when they made that that World Series run, this was supposed to be the dynasty before the Dodgers. Yep. You know, the, the, that was the team, and now they're all gone almost. Well, and let's not forget that the Cubs added a couple of, of pretty good veterans, Andrelton Simmons. You know, he can still pick it over there. Absolutely. Uh, and Jan Gomes, really solid catcher. They gave him a two-year deal. And we'll see. I mean, I thought that Wilson Contreras was going to be immediately out the door. Me but too. maybe they maybe they hang on to him here. And we'll see. If they could if they play 19 times a year against the Pirates and the Reds, if they can win 30 of those 38 games, that's a lot. Now that's, <laughs> that's a, lot, a lot. But they should. They could. And you just start stacking wins. We'll see where they go from there. Absolutely. All right, uh, speaking of Kyle Schwarber, he does have a new home. Four years, almost $80 million to be teamed up with Bryce Harper in Philadelphia. Is that enough to break the Phillies' 11-year playoff drought? Oh, man. Uh, with the expansion, I think it might be. Um, I really do. I think that that their lineup is too good, and I think Kyle Schwarber going to – going to the the Phillies really hurts other teams because they didn't get them more than it benefits them That's uh, because the Mets needed the Mets needed a left-handed bat I think they're going to be relying on Robbie Cano um, Dom Smith and Jeff McNeil all who have huge question marks in front of them especially from the offensive side 
Uh, and Kyle Schwarber got four years. That's wonderful for him. I didn't see that coming. You know, he's going to be 29, so he's going to yeah, be fine. Yeah, but hold on. I, I, I saw it coming once yep. the universal DH. That's a good point. I still just didn't think – I didn't think a team would be willing to, to, to hold up their – he's only a DH. So that is that takes away that takes away flexibility for a guy like Bryce Harper to get a day off for for Reese Hoskins to take a day off. Well, you, listen, if you if you wanted to rest Harper and throw him in as a you could put Schwarber at first base. You could put him in left field. It's not ideal, but it's a day here and there. Yeah, I <laughs> he is I mean, you might be able to get him to go out there, but if I'm pitching on that day, I'm I'm like, hey, you can take tomorrow off if you want because it's he's a liability out there. He he, it's a fact. He hasn't even really tried to play the the outfield like before when he was really pushing for it, and they needed him to because he was on an NL team. He would put himself out there, but now I think you're you're tied up a lot more because in order for that to pay off, he's gonna have to play regularly. He's gonna have to have that David Ortiz role. Okay, but if he mashes like he did last year, then it's going to be it's worth it. It's worth it. 100%. It's absolutely worth it. But can he keep up that toward pace? I, I don't know. Yeah. For me, so before that trade, I was looking at the Phillies, and I was sitting here going, what the hell are they doing? They gave money. They gave $6 million each to a pair of aging relievers in Familia in hand. And I was thinking, and Bryce Harper, even at the beginning of the week, was like, he basically came out and said, hey, Dave Dabrowski, can you get me some fucking help here? Yep. Like he mentioned by name, Kyle Schwarber. He mentioned by name, Chris Bryant. He mentioned by name, Nick Castellanos. He broke down what each of them means to a team. <laughs> he was essentially begging the front office to say, I need help. This is a really good move. I think he's going to play great in Philly, meaning I think that his mentality is going to work perfectly there. Grinder. I thought when he went to Boston last year, it was sensational. This is not enough. I don't think it's enough either. This is still not enough. And I don't want to sit here and say we are wasting the prime years of Bryce Harper's career. But if they don't continue to step on the accelerator here in the offseason, then that's exactly what's happening here. They're going to be they're going to be left behind because the Mets are a, a juggernaut. Hell and yes. you have a Braves team that's perennially underrated and wins the division every year. And they just made a huge move to have Matt Olson for the next eight plus years. Like their team is going to be good for the years to come. And right. the Mets window for excellence is small. And so they have a lot of question marks. They have, you talked about um, the lineup that has holes in it. They have holes in their lineup. They have question mm -hmm. marks in their lineup. Kyle Schwarber makes their team very, very intriguing, but I don't think it's enough either. They also don't have a center fielder. I know they just brought back Odubel Herrera, but they didn't want to do that. They, they didn't, didn't want to do that. They didn't they want him to the go first somewhere time. else. They wanted Marte. They wanted somebody else. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they call Tampa Bay about Kiermaier. I just That's wouldn't. That's a good be. point. You know, I could see him going after Chris Bryant too. I think if they get Chris Bryant, that that gives him a lot more flexibility. Wow. You you couldn't play him in center every day. No, but you can move. You would still need Kiermaier. That's a good. <laughs> you so just, Kier, that's the yeah. problem is that I yeah. think they looked at Schwarber and they looked at Castellanos and they said Castellanos scares him in the outfield as well. Absolutely. And I I don't I don't know I don't know yep. Castellanos. We can spend another day talking about him. They, I don't they know could do he's... they could make they could break this drought, but their division is. Is it's going to be a slugfest, and they're you, you talked about with Chicago having, 
like the um, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, there there isn't that. Even Miami in the NL East is is up and coming. They have a good core. Yeah. Once again, you said you know that it's the expansion to six teams per league in the playoffs. If I just do the math here, I would put the Mets, Braves, Dodgers, Giants, probably the Padres, even without Tatis the first two and a half months, Brewers, and probably Cardinals all ahead of them. Definitely. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean that they can't think- play better. It doesn't mean other teams won't play worse. It just means that they're middle of the pack right now. Yep, they're middle of the pack. I think I think they could do some things. They can push for that sixth spot, the the wild card, but I, right. I don't think they have enough for the division. That's they're not sure. winning that division. Yep. Uh the Yanks welcome back a familiar face. They made a trade for Anthony Rizzo before the deadline a year ago. They re-upped him for two and thirty-two. So you add in Kiner Falefa at short. Josh Donaldson at third, Anthony Rizzo at first. It's not exactly the Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman type deals that Yankees fans were clamoring for. But is this good enough, in your opinion? I don't think so, man. Uh, they need a, they need a catcher. They need they need to make one more move for for Sean Murphy, uh, Frankie Montas, or Sean Manaya. They need a combo, a two out of those three, a starter, and they need Murphy. They need a catcher. This doesn't feel right to me. Like I, my whole life, it's been the Yankees, the the powerhouse in the Bronx, and they have done nothing. Like even even this household, that trade, everything. Like when Rizzo signed, Rizzo's a great player. You know, he's he's towards the end or latter part of his productivity, but it didn't feel like a Yankees move. It felt like all right, we'll just go ahead and settle That's for what Rizzo. It felt, like. it felt like a settle, and that doesn't feel mm-hmm. like the Yankees. Um, and I don't think it is enough because we talked about the Blue Jays. The Rays are going to be the Rays. Um, the Red Sox are still very competitive, and we'll see what they do. But I don't think it's enough for the Yankees. Yeah, so I look at the team, and I would hate it if I were a Yankee fan right now because I could be convinced that our team is slightly better than last year, and I could also be convinced that our team is slightly worse. That's a tough area to go. <laughs> Right, right. We're only a couple of weeks now from opening day. You want to feel like you have a handle on where your team is. Like you look at some teams like the Reds know they're they're going to be a mess this year. They're going to be a dumpster fire. You look at Toronto and you're like, hell yes, we feel better. You look at Seattle. Hell yes, we feel better. You ask a Yankees fan and half of them will say, yeah, I think we're better. And half will say, I think we're a little worse. That's a weird place for the guys from the Bronx to be. In. Yeah, there's a lot of like not knowing how to react from Yankees fans because they're they're not used to being like there's no optimism. There's no clear cut like we could do it. This is another year we're making a push. They have two of the best power hitters of a generation in in Judge and Stanton. They have a lot of really good pieces, but I don't know what their team looks like. I don't know their identity. It doesn't feel like a Yankees team that I know. Right. And still, but they're the Yankees. Who knows what they're going to do with guys who have to improve? Have to improve. Like Rizzo's got to be. He doesn't have to be prime Chicago Cub Anthony Rizzo, but he can't be a seven thirty OPS guy. I need him like eight hundred, particularly in that stadium. Aaron Hicks, you want to see if he can get back to it. Um, you know, Donaldson was was fine offensively last year for the Twins. He wasn't. MVP Josh Donaldson, but he was fine. And he I was, think- but he was better. He had a better offensive year than people give him credit yes. for because he missed more time. He's still yep. a really smart hitter. He picks his spots more because he's older. I think he's a great player still. I don't think he's um, at the MVP level that he he was. I think he has to 
But it again, it doesn't feel like a Yankees move. Had they got him when when he signed, even before the Twins, when when the A's pushed him to Toronto, if they would have pulled him, that would have been a Yankees move. Right, that would have yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, but this this doesn't feel like it. All right. Um, speaking of moving, the San Diego Padres were moving around at their um, their training camp, a little spring training, on the golf cart. Now, I, I don't know how many we fit in the clown car. There was eight, <laughs> ten. I think 12. it was. I think it was six. It looked like possibility of seven, but I think there were six Padres on there. Okay. After uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. admitted that he got into a pair of motorcycle accidents in the offseason. Shouldn't we stop with the fun and games with the Padres? I'm sure Melvin uh, brought the guys in. Like, come on, guys. Like, I I understand what you're trying to do, and it's fun. If you have under four years of service time, walk in the grass. Don't Don't run with your cleats on the pavement and get off the golf cart. I'm sure Melvin was like, please don't give me... Uh, another headache, please. Did you ever take a uh, a bullpen card in? Because there were a couple places, right? Arizona used it, I think. Yep, I took it in. I took it in in D.C. Um, I'm all for it, man. I think it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> anytime I don't have to jog in, I think it's fun because people get a kick out of it. We're, we're entertainers. Um, and I also, as a baseball player, you're also very superstitious. So you're scared to be like, if I... Am I terrible on this? My manager is going to be like, "You idiot! What are you doing? Like you made a fool of yourself on off the field before, and then you made a fool of yourself on the mound, um, and so it takes us a, a level of guts to do it." And so I was like, "Look, man, I don't want, I don't need a jog." Um, Arizona's was weird though because it comes late, so you're not even saving time. Oh. So I, you know, you stood there, but Nationals are there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, I loved it. I did have there was a moment when I was with the A's that I commandeered the uh one of the promo carts that was like the bart system the bay area rapper transit yeah. uh and me and uh i think it was johnny gomes were were riding around during bp and uh i <laughs> cut it up the tunnel and it, it's like at mount davis there at the coliseum is this like massive structure and i went up the ramp and i cracked a windshield i had to cut a nice nice check out of you know out of my next paycheck for it but it was so much fun like you, you just have a good time and and Seeing the guys' faces when you surprise them with this like limo-sized golf cart coming through was was worth it. Pretty good. Listen, dude, great job as always filling in for Ploof on baseball today. Uh, we have a special edition of the Rose Rotation dropping tomorrow. You and Pete Moylan, you guys were great together. Oh man, what a pair, right? I love Moylan. We're like uh, kindred souls coming together. I loved it. I loved it. And when's the next episode of Shea Station dropping? We're doing PPPs. I think the first one comes out on Friday. Expect a, a bunch of those, at least one a day uh, moving forward. Love it. You and Jolly. Check it out. Jerry, I will uh, look forward to seeing you, whether it's uh, up in New York or at the All-Star Game out here in Los Angeles. Thanks for filling in. And thanks very much to you for listening. And a special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. Ploof back in the chair on Thursday. We will see you then on Baseball Today.